Hello and welcome to Christ-Dependent Single Motherhood. Are you feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, and longing for a safe community of believers? Do you sit up at night Googling how to work and homeschool at the same time, or Bible verses on anxiety? Do you wish for a Titus II older woman to help you navigate this lonely parenting path? I'm Sarah, a veteran homeschooling mom daughter of Christ, and no stranger to broken marriage. I know the heavy burden of shouldering a family alone. I only wanted to raise my children to love Jesus Christ, but I watched as my family crumbled in front of me. I didn't know who I could trust, but God provided the healing and discipleship I needed through mentors who spent years faithfully applying His Word to my heart like ointment to wounds. My desire is to use this podcast to share what I've learned, what I'm still learning. My prayer is that you'll be pointed to Christ, learn to forgive, find freedom from fear, and learn that we have a God who can be trusted. Make sure your earbuds are charged and grab your Bible. Let's walk this path together. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I was thinking and praying about what to talk about in this episode, and I know that a lot of us really struggle with the stress and emotions of everything we have going on as a single parent. It can be so hard to know how to respond and even how to function through it all. A couple of years ago, I was in a very scary place. It was Right after I had found myself alone for the second time in my life, my stress levels were extremely high. My anxiety was through the roof. I was yelling at my children and bursting into tears randomly. And sometimes even it would happen when I would be driving down the road. Now, I'm all in favor of feeling emotions and expressing them appropriately, but I was not only frightening my kids by the kind of crying that they were witnessing, but I was giving in to sinful anger when I yelled at them. The solution, it turned out, was not to grit my teeth and suppress those emotions, but actually to change my thinking by the power of the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. Because when our thinking changes, then our behavior starts to change too. Before, I was just doing my normal through the Bible reading plan, but I believe there's a big place in the Christian's life for homing in repeatedly daily on verses that apply specifically to our current situation or struggle. This method can make all the difference for us. It's a lot like the difference between having a first aid kit near you versus taking out the ointment and bandage in applying it directly to the wound. One additional remarkable thing is we do tend to end up memorizing these verses without even trying using the method I'm going to share simply because of repeated exposure over time. 
When we memorize, we can then meditate anytime, any place, pulling those verses out of the treasure storehouse of our hearts and turning them over in our minds, considering their truths, being comforted by them, and being filled with joy at the faithfulness of God. This is how things started to change. One of my biblical counselors, I had a a husband and wife team. So this was Nadra. Nadra gave me as a homework assignment to write certain verses down on three by five index cards. They were verses that she saw applied particularly to my struggles and my situation. And she recommended that when I started to feel anxious, I get those cards out and review the scriptures. Now, I tried this. But what I found was that it was actually more helpful to go ahead and review my struggle-specific verses first thing in the morning as a part of my devotions. So it was a sort of preemptive strike against fear and anxiety and sinful anger. I put a paper clip on the little stack of cards and then later a rubber band as that stack grew, and I kept them in an outer pocket of my Bible cover, so I always had them with me. Typically, I would just get this little pack out and read through them one by one, even silently was fine, as a way to start my devotions in the morning as I sat in my red chair in my room. Sometimes, though, I will tell you that when I was feeling extremely anxious, stressed, or distracted, reading through those cards was actually the entirety of my devotions, along with just crying out to the Lord in the midst of that. This is how I want to encourage you that devotions doesn't always have to be a chapter or three of the Bible as beneficial as it is to read through the entire Bible and take in the whole counsel of God. But your time alone with the Lord should include some depositing of scripture into your heart. Sometimes all we can do is focus on a few verses and that may actually be the very best thing in that moment. What I noticed was that as the days and the weeks and the months went by, my responses to what was going on outwardly changed because there'd been a change of thinking inwardly. That was brought about by the Holy Spirit. But remember, he uses means and a primary means he uses for changing our hearts and minds is the word of God. So what I'd like to share with you today is a few of these struggle-specific scriptures, and my prayer is that they'll be helpful to you as you walk the rocky path of mothering alone. And my prayer is that they'll be helpful to you as you walk the rocky path of mothering alone and all that that entails. One of the things that was hardest was the aloneness I was experiencing, especially after experiencing the companionship of marriage. There were some verses that were familiar to me already, but that I had to resurrect in my thinking, and there were some that I hadn't really considered before. One of my favorites is Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. I love the imagery of the Lord not only being with me, but walking ahead of me. In my mind's eye, I see him 
reaching back for my hand as he leads me where I need to go. In the future, he is already there. In the future, I am still under his care. I also love the promise in Hebrews 13.5, for he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. Sometimes I've imagined the Lord quietly resident in my house, physically near me as I go throughout my daily tasks. Scripture supports this imagery not only because it teaches that God is everywhere present at once, but because of the promises we have that Jesus left the Holy Spirit with us, his own people, purchased with his blood. He left the Holy Spirit as a comforter and as a helper and as a reminder of all the things he said to us. And yes, Jesus himself spoke these words, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. We can, as the hymn writer said, count on his presence in darkness and dawn. Another huge anxiety I had was how I would be provided for. I had no job and I had a mortgage and five children. Once again, Returning to scripture, I changed my thinking, which also changed my behavior. As I considered Philippians 4 verse 19, which says, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I remembered that God's resources were abundant and more than sufficient to meet my and my children's needs. I was also reminded in Psalm 34 10 that The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. Any good thing. As I kept exposing myself to these truths from God's word, day in and day out, my confidence in him increased, and I began to see him provide abundantly over and over again. Not only did he provide work for me, but he also granted provision from other unexpected sources. Truly, all I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. I also experienced fears about a variety of outcomes. It wasn't, it was so hard for me in the beginning not to know the future not to know how things would eventually turn out. I wanted to do something to change the circumstances, but in my situation, as I counseled with my church leadership and my counselors, it became abundantly clear that my role was mostly to simply wait. It was hard to learn to live in the limbo of not knowing the future. But once again, God taught me through his word. Psalm 56 verses 3 and 4 says, When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. In God whose word I praise, in God I have put my trust, I shall not be afraid. And slowly, the anxiety left. And I learned to rest quietly in the Lord, in spite of not knowing the future, in spite of not knowing 
how long I would be alone in spite of being provided for this month but being unsure how I would pay the bills the following month. I learned to trust. Finally, an absolute favorite of mine that I keep coming back to is Isaiah 41 verse 10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Sisters, this is a promise. And I'm here to testify that he has strengthened me. He has stayed with me. And he has upheld me. I am ashamed that I ever doubted him. So this week, as you go on your way, I want to really encourage you to search the scriptures and find the verses that apply to your current struggles. What are you battling in your thinking? Where are you giving in to sin? Go to the word of God and focus in on the truth of God's character and promises to replace the false thinking that's leading you astray. Put a few verses on cards and review those words every day. I promise that if you meditate on God's word and apply it to your wounds, God will do a mighty work in you. Here's one final promise. Philippians 1 verse 6 says, I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. He didn't save us to leave us frightened and abandoned and drowning in our sin. He saved us to show himself mighty in our lives and to conform us to the image of Christ. Well, once again, I'm grateful that you joined me today, and I'll be praying that you'll be resting in the Lord as you move through each day this week. If you've been uplifted in any way by this podcast, it would mean so much if you'd not only subscribe, but leave a written review over on Apple Podcasts. And if you're looking for a community of like-minded believing women on the same path as you, consider joining our Facebook group. A link is in the show notes. Until next time, remember, we have a God who can be trusted.